This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians, for estheticians, and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys, and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Tess. We have a really special guest today that we're super excited to chat with. Uh, She's an esthetician, wax specialist, educator, and business owner, and pretty much overall badass. Her name is Bree, and she is Lash and Wax OC on Instagram. Hi, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Oh my gosh. We're so excited to have you. So Brie and I know each other for quite a long time. Um, She and I, um, well, all all three of us actually are Orange County girls and Brie and I knew each other way back in the day when we first started aesthetics. And we, um, so we started working at the same spa together um, in Newport Beach. And how you you went to esthetician school just like a year after me. Is that right? I believe so. So I've been licensed for eight years now. So how long have you been? Nine, yeah. 10, right? Yeah, 10 years now. So well, almost 10. So yeah, we were so close to each other. And you went to the same school I went to, Golden West, right? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, I hear such good things about that school. It's yeah, so it was amazing. Did you love it, Brie? I did. Know what though? Mm-hmm. I have to say, I think it's the teacher that makes the school, and our teacher was yes. one of a kind. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. So yeah, so Brie and I started working together at um, the Facial Lounge in Newport Beach back, and then back then it was um, Shape Up Day Spa. So she and I were doing facials together. And Brie, did you go to Huntington High School? I think you did, right? I did yes, I graduated '09. Yeah, so did I. So we were in the same class. It's so funny. Brie and I have known each other for oh so gosh. long, and yeah. we both like have such a similar path. But um, but yeah, so we started working together at Facial Lounge in Newport, doing facials, and um, you know, kind of branched out from there. So do you want to talk a little bit, Brie, about kind of where this all started? So you and I started doing facials together, and then you really branched out and kind of had your own path into waxing. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I guess I kind of started dabbling in hair removal at Facial Lounge because I don't know if you were there for it. I'm pretty sure you were, but Amber had Dylan. Um, I forget her, the name of her business, but I, I believe it was Dylan Sugaring, and she came and did a class. So that was my first um, time kind of dabbling with the whole hair removal, and I really enjoyed it, but sugaring is like its own beast like it was oh really God. hard to get down and I didn't feel very confident in it but I did like the whole hair removal like that instant gratification and what it could do for your skin so um I think it was European Wax Center had called 
Golden West College and was asking if there was anyone interested and they gave um what was her name oh my goodness that worked up front she's so fun powers mrs powers yeah remember yeah so she gave them my name they called me and asked me to come do an interview and i was like sure why not i was always looking for how to you know make an extra income i had a one-year-old at that time so I went over there and yeah, I, I got started and that's when I really fell in love with waxing was working at European Wax Center. Yeah. I remember when we did that, that sugar training, yeah. I have never been worse at anything in my life. <laughs> it was so hard. I was the model. So I always talk to my students about this because they're so nervous about being like a demo model during the class. And I remember being a model and I believe there was like six of us and Everyone just all up in my biz and just threw me into it. So <laughs> the window real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sugaring is like, it's a whole nother beast in itself. But I think that's really interesting how you said that um, European Wax Center called Golden West and then Golden West reached out to you. I think that's a really like a cool thing for everybody to know is that, you know, keep in touch with your school and let them know like what your interests are and that they can reach out to you because that's, I mean, a lot of places will call schools and say, Hey, we're looking for somebody like, who do you recommend? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even know that myself. So very good note there. And I was wondering, Brie, when you said like you realized you had this love for waxing, did you like other parts of aesthetics or did you know like waxing was it that's what you wanted to do I really liked doing facials and that was definitely from working with Amber um she's so passionate about it that it's hard to not like be super excited yourself too when around someone like that so I loved learning about skincare and I loved pampering clients and um, making them happy and feel good and especially once they start to see results but with waxing there was no like limit to your income because with facials you're really tied down to that hour with waxing i knew Mm -hmm. if i could get better and faster i could make more um so Mm -hmm. that was kind of my driving force to really continue with waxing knowing that my income could drastically increase it could double even quadruple the faster that i got so that's what, and then I just, I just loved it. It just came so second nature to me. And I still had the same results with clients where they left so happy. They felt good about themselves. Um, they stayed consistent with it and they would also receive really great results too. So definitely fell in love with waxing, but I love everything. I love staying um, connected and like learning everything from facials. I mean, I love doing lashes and spray tanning, but my true love is waxing for sure. And did you feel like you had like an insane talent for it off the bat or was it something you really had to work towards? Oh my gosh. No, at first I felt like, what the heck am I doing? I definitely got my butt. (laughs) I ran to the bathroom and cried it out. But like waxing is difficult. It it reminded me of snowboarding. Like when I first started snowboarding, you just like are falling all the time. It hurts. It sucks. But once it clicks, like it clicks. And that's exactly what happened with me with waxing. It's like once that once it clicked, then I just got it. And um, but it took a while to get there. It, it's 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 a difficult thing. And then each service too. It's like one service can click. Like I got really good at Brazilians, but I would dread seeing 
brows or like a full leg service on my schedule. Mm -hmm. So um, certain services can tend to be a little bit easier than others. That's so interesting that you said that you mastered Brazilians first because, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just remember like if I saw a Brazilian on my schedule, I would like switch <laughs> it to another esthetician and hope that nobody would notice. Yeah. Scary, but once you get it, you get it. I, I think we all kind of feel like that when there's a new service or even when they bring a new modality into your treatment room, you're just nervous at first because you want to deliver to their expectation, but it takes a little while to get into the swing of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's, I mean, especially in this business, there's so much like to learn and things are always changing. Like, I mean, hello, when sugaring came out, that was like such a new thing that, you know, we had to, well, we didn't have to, but yeah. we worked yeah. towards trying to get better at it. I was a lost cause. Lindsay, I remember <laughs> was like, gifted at sugaring and, and poor Brie took the brunt of all of my like issues in her department. But, um, but yeah, so, so Brie, so once you were at, at European wax center, what happened after that? Cause I remember when you went over there and then I think we lost touch. And, and so what was your, what was your path like after that? And how did you kind of get into this, this mode of wanting to have your own business? Um, so I was at European wax center for a little bit. I hit red level for those of you who aren't familiar with European Wax Center, they have, it's either four or five different levels and they um, label them by colors. So red is the fastest, which would be considered a speed waxer. So my location had never had a red level waxer. So of course my mind being so competitive goes to, I want to hit that and I want to be the first to hit that. So I um, just worked my butt off, got faster and faster, became a red level wax waxer. I was the first that for the Newport location. There there were plenty of others at other locations. Um, but then we had a manager who approached me and asked me if I'd like to become a trainer. So of course I took her up on that. And then, oh my gosh, I just fell in love with educating. And um, I knew that I wanted to continue down that path. And yeah, so I worked there for a little while. I ended up going to like a train the trainer program in Corona and then was able to come back and teach my fellow coworkers um, all about brows. And doing that, I just loved it so much. It was so fun for me to be up there and like getting other people excited and passing on what it is that I had learned. Um, and then I did leave European Wax Center for a little bit for some family stuff that was going on. And then I went back to Facial Lounge. Amber was so nice to have me back and I did some waxing there. Um, and then I actually had some issues with my pregnancy. So I had to take some time off. And then I ended up back at European Wax Center. <laughs> so I ended up back there for a second time. I worked there for a couple years. And with being a red level waxer, I had hit the like top tier, there was no more money to be made. And it just wasn't cutting it with raising um, a family of four. So my husband, and myself, and we have two children at that time, then I found out I was pregnant with my third child. And I needed to figure out how I could make um, a larger income and looking at so you could log on at European Wax Center, you could log on and you could see all your stats and you could see how much you are selling in product and services. 
And the service amount was just so crazy. And then I could see my paycheck and see what I was taking home. That's what really triggered in my head. I'm like, no, I, I need to be doing this for myself because there's so much more money to be made. So that's really what triggered me thinking, okay, I have to open up my business. That's so cool. So then, so that first of all, that's amazing that like with European Wax Center, you can log on and see all of your stats. That has to be like, so motivating, especially for somebody like you, who's super driven by that type of thing. Um, and so when you were, when you were deciding like, okay, I want to open my own business, there's, you know, there's a lot more opportunity there. How did you get started? Like, what was the process? Like, did you find a space first or did you have to, um, you know, I guess what was the, what were the steps? So, um, with working at European Wax Center, it's a non-compete. So you're not allowed to work mm. elsewhere and be providing the same services. So I decided microblading, of course, started taking off. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I can do microblading on the side because um, that's not in competition with what I'm doing at European Wax, Wax Center. I was too scared to take that complete leap of faith and give up the um, paycheck because it, you know, it was a consistent paycheck. So I went and got trained with microblading. And then I found a room that honestly just all happened so organically. Like I can't give you a secret recipe for making that happen. It just like happened because I believe it was really meant to be. So I met this lady and she had a room for rent in her salon and it was located in Newport. And I went and checked it out and we just like clicked right away. Um, she gave me a really good deal. So I just took her up on it and I was renting that room and doing microblading while I was still working at European Wax Center. Um, later I had found out because once I started taking clients, I'm like, I had so many questions and I just felt like I didn't get the best training when it came to microblading. And I looked in a little bit deeper into the trainer that I had and I should have done this due diligence beforehand, but she was a referral. So I kind of trusted on that and um had found out she wasn't actually even licensed to be doing what she was doing so I was like shoot now I need to stop doing microblading um so I started waxing so oh, I miss I know it was a crazy time for me it was so scary but now looking back it was one of the best things that could have happened and a huge lesson and that's what I try to preach to people all the time is there's no such thing as failure unless you allow it to make yourself give up um, and that just, if anything, motivated me to continue to propel forward. And then I started waxing, knowing that my owners would find out and I would be let go. I did not promote to any of my current clients at European Wax Center, but I was building that on the side. And honestly, like two weeks later, <clears throat> the owner came in. We had a, a good talk. We went out on good terms, but um, he let me know that if I chose to continue doing that, that I wouldn't be able to work at European and I knew that was coming. So that was the push I needed to just fully dive in and be a hundred percent focused on my own business. Yeah. You did what you had to do. And you said you had two babies at the time and one on the way, right? Oh my gosh. So I, I rented my room when I was eight months pregnant with my third baby. I was crazy. <laughs> oh my Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, something must have just like lit up inside you. You were like, this is the right timing. I'm going for it. Um, when you say like you got a really good deal, can you tell us like specifically like yeah. how much you paid for the room? Yeah. So I was paying, I believe at that time it was like $850 for the month. 
So in Newport, that's a really good oh my gosh, deal. That is time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it was in a salon that what like there was no walk-ins, no, no, none of that. The other people that were there weren't going to be like sending me cross referrals or anything. So I had to build from the ground up. Like mm. there was no um, mm. like drive-by traffic or any of that. I was literally hidden away in the back of a really old rundown hair salon, but I made it work. Mm-hmm. So social media is huge 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 so I utilized that as much as I could yeah I was just about to say like you you would never know from looking at your page online that it's some random room in a corner it's and I'm sure even in Newport like you had a good potential for strong clientele there and you probably saw that and you jumped on the social media thing and can you tell us like how you have evolved with the social media and where it's at today. Yeah, of course. So um, just to be clear that I left that salon a year ago this month. So now I have my own storefront location. Um, So I moved out February of last year and and got my own location. So I'm no longer at that salon, but I'm right down the street from it. But okay, I'm sorry. What was your question about social media? I I got completely off track. Okay, so social media, like looking at Bree's page, no, that's all good. Looking at Bree's page, it's Lash and Wax OC. That's kind of hard to say. But she has the cutest, like most branded page. I feel like I talk about a lot, like the concept of personal branding and how I think every esthetician should start like building kind of a portfolio. And if they want to have a business, like it's essential. And if I were to show them like, an ideal example, I feel like it would be you. So can you just talk a little bit about like where you started with your social media and now it's this polished, like perfect version. How has it gotten to that point? Do you have somebody who helps you out with that? Like what has the process been with the social media? Yeah, totally. So first, thank you. I'm flattered because we work so hard. It's crazy how much work social media truly is. And it's honestly another full-time position. Um, But when I first started, I just would have fun with it. It wasn't very branded at all, but I would like to show people like my behind the scenes, what I was up to every day. Obviously before and afters are huge, especially with lashes. I would try to put out some waxing videos. Um, But I got to the point where I knew I needed to make it look more branded and be more professional. So I came across, or actually it was my nail girl. So I go, I, I'm so blessed. I get to do a lot of trade. So I do my, um, my friend, her lashes and she does my nails. And she told me about one of her clients, um, who has a, it's called social curator. So it teaches you how to use social media to build your brand and build your business. Um, So I joined that. It's called Social Curator. It's ran by Jasmine Starr. Um, So I joined that and really started implementing all the tips and tricks that she was giving. And I was doing it all on my own. And it was, I was spending, I would say, 20 to 25 hours a week on it. And that was a lot because I was also taking clients at the same time. And then I have family. So one of the issues that she came out with um, was how to hire a social media manager. So I had kind of looked into that in the past, but I wasn't ready to take the plunge because of the 
financial aspect of it. It was just out of my budget at that point. But at the time of that issue coming out, it, I was ready. So um, Lindsay actually referred me to Mallory with Bear OC. She works at um, Sweeter Than Honey in Costa Mesa, but she's a social. She's an esthetician and a social media manager. So I had been following her for about a year. And I loved her page and her content. And um, I felt like we would just vibe really well. And we do. Oh, my gosh. We work so well together. So I reached out to her and I ended up hiring her. And that has been the biggest um, or the best decision that I have made for my business. Absolutely. It has helped take me to the next level. It really does show. And like how much of an investment was it to hire somebody? So I know they vary a lot, um, but she really worked with my budget. So I was able to spend $500 a month. So that is what I have her at. So I do a lot of it still myself. So with the social media manager, there's different tiers where they can actually create all the content, post all the content, be engaging with other accounts, DMing other accounts, like doing everything. Um, I wanted it to be my true authentic voice. So I'm like right there with her creating content, doing all of it. She makes sure that it looks nice and pretty. She helps me with captions. So she'll take, I'll send her like bullet points of what I, what I want to get across to my audience. And then she makes it look pretty, but I'm the one commenting. I'm always the one um, in my dms messaging and interacting with other people so that was really important to me i never wanted someone to um feel like it was impersonable so i still take on a lot of it but she helps me so much with i'm i'm a creative so i'm like she calls me her bowling ball i am just like all over the place bouncing off and she's she's like i'm your bumpers i keep you focused keep you in in the lane um and she really does so she's turned into so much more than a uh, just a social media manager, but um, yeah, she helps my crazy ideas come to life. I literally will message her sometimes at three in the morning and I'm like, okay, I won't text her because I don't want to wake her up, but I'll DM her and be like, what do you think about this? What do you think? I have this idea and she makes it come to life. So it's been really awesome. We work so well together. That's so cool. And I think it's such like, it's so important. I feel like in this day and age to, to use social media to your advantage because everybody's on it. And especially like you said, if you're, if you're in a little tiny room that, you know, you don't have the walk by traffic, you don't have, you know, that discovery aspect of your business, you have to use social media. So I know that, um, recently you've started doing like online coaching or online training. How is that going? And how's that, how do you, how did you set that up? Yeah, so right now I'm not currently um, doing online. We are going to be announcing that super soon. I tried on my own to do that and mm. kind of pulled the trigger a little too soon. So right now I'm just doing um, in-person classes and they're going really, really well. But online training is to come. So what I love with social media is that your audience is going to tell you what they want. And I needed to make that mindset shift because I think I was trying to push myself too much on people instead of letting them ask me for what it is that they needed from me. So now I'm being asked all the time for online training. So I'm like, I'm going to provide that. Um, but up until this point, I've been doing more just in person. And then I'm also going to be doing mentorship for people who are wanting to start their own business so I can kind of walk hand in hand with them and 
teach them all the things and all the help them avoid all the mistakes that I made when opening up my own salon because being a room renter versus um, actually having your own salon is like completely different. Um, so I've made a lot of mistakes and have learned a lot of lessons. So I want to be able to pass that along. But yeah, it's been going really, really well. And it, it just keeps me really excited. And I love seeing other people excited and helping them encourage them and watch their journeys as well. Well, I think that's so awesome because you had, you said you had so many memorable teachers who got you excited about aesthetics and waxing. So now you have the opportunity to do the same. Okay. And you just said something about like renting a room being very different from owning a business. Um, what would you say are the differences? Um, definitely when it comes to like the legal stuff, you know, so now I have my own establishment license. Um, so state, I'm like in charge when state board comes, if there's anything wrong, I'm the person to blame. Um, there, you know, just, it, more with the licensing and stuff. And then just the way things run with clients, like I had to legitimate, legitimize things a little bit more, like before I'd be cash only or be like taking Venmo. Now I have, mm. you know, I mm -hmm. upgrade like my scheduling system and be able to take credit cards, um, just like more legitimizing everything and kind of up leveling from where everything before was a little bit more casual. Um, I needed to make that like transition to everything yeah. being special and making sure I'm like following all the laws. So that was kind of hard to learn all of that, but totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, I myself wouldn't even know where to start. So I feel like it's helpful to even like learn these basic things, like first step, maybe, you know, get your business license, like set up a form of payment online, all these little things. Like, I think it's very helpful for people to hear. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's what, with my mentorship program, what I want to help is like, just have a roadmap. Like people are still responsible for taking the action and following through, but to be able to give them that like kind of roadmap to follow. So it's not as scary and they can focus more on what it is that they mm. love doing, which is the service instead of having to be so stressed out about not doing the business aspect correctly. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, I think it can be very overwhelming. And then people put it in the category of, it's just, you know, a dream. This is my dream. But you're actually giving them a roadmap to write out the goals and do things, check them off so they can eventually get where they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it, it can be, it can feel so overwhelming to somebody when they start thinking like, okay, I love this, but like, how do I get from, from where I am now to, you know, owning my own business, having my book of clients, like all this stuff, like, how do you even get there? It seems like, like crazy. So that's, I think that's awesome. The, um, the mentorship program. And would you say that social media was like the biggest driving force in building your clientele or were there, was there other um, things that you did to try to build your clientele in addition to social media? Um, social media, I would definitely say is number one, but it's, I am like so um, passionate about just networking everywhere you go. So, I mean, if I was eating at a restaurant with my husband, I'd leave my business cards in the bathroom. I would put a business card in the um, like the check that the waiter would bring or waitress. And I would just 
make sure organically so I'm not like pushing myself on people but um just make sure I could bring up what I do ask people about themselves people love talking about themselves so I would ask questions and just start those conversations everywhere I went so networking is so big and I will never turn down an opportunity as small as it may seem in the moment you never know what the payout could be in the future and um I definitely am like reaping the fruits of that now from things that I could have like planted the seed, you know, five, six years ago. So um, networking is so big. So like getting involved, you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm at my church. So, you know, networking, not, and I'm not going there with the intent of, hey, like, how can this better my business? I'm being my true authentic self. But, you know, getting to know people and being part of your community and and joining different groups and things um, is really big so that people know you because not only for them to become your client, but when they're out and they're doing their daily routine and they hear someone say, oh, I'm looking for someone to do my brows, then I'm on their mind because, you know, I've been interacting with them and then the referrals. So referrals is really, really, really big. Social media and referrals. is That's amazing. I love that point about leaving your business card like everywhere because um, Tess and I follow this girl on Instagram. I'm sure a lot of people know, but, um, the skinny confidential, her name is Lauren Everts. And she said when she first started her blog, it wasn't even for a business. She would just leave her business cards around for her blog. And this was like what, eight years ago or something. It was like a long time ago. She would just leave them around. She would, she also released a book in the last few years and she would go into like Barnes and Noble and put it on the bestseller table and all this stuff. So I think that to your point of just like getting your name out there without being, you know, pushy or salesy or anything like that, but like getting your name out there, I think is, is so incredibly important. And it just, yeah, it starts that conversation. Even from the beginning of school, your networking starts there. Like it, sometimes in school, I notice other girls would kind of be goofing off and not taking it seriously. But I made sure every client that I took at school had my business card, had my name and number just in case they wanted to reach out to me after school. And then also building those relationships with the teachers and other students. So um, yeah, it's you want to start networking and making sure people like know your name and get your name out there from the very beginning. Cause even till this day, I'll have people reach out to me and it's eight years later. So you have to play short and long game all at the same time. And I think a lot of times people are really focused on that short game. Um, but long game is where it's at. I love that. That's so well said. And I feel like a lot of times, When I talk to people who might watch my YouTube or are just in school and kind of struggling, a a theme I kind of hear is that there's this like social pressure, there's bullying, there's all this stuff. I think people just don't realize like this is where you can grow your professional network. Like this is a huge professional opportunity for everyone. Like you should not only be nice to everyone, but like be staying in touch, keep building these relationships. Definitely a good reason to put your stuff online so people can kind of see what you're up to. Then if you run into them at a trade show or happen to be needing a service, you're top of mind. Absolutely. And another big thing you just brought to mind for me is um, a lot of people wait until they feel presentable to show up online. And I had to really push past that and just show up Mm -hmm. as I am 
right now and allow people in on my journey. And there's going to be times when I feel overweight. There's going to be times when I feel my hair isn't nice enough or my makeup, but I've really pushed past that to show up authentically every day um, as I am. And that has been so big and it's actually even been beneficial, I think, um, because people then feel like, well, if she can do it, then I can as well. So I really encourage people to just show up as you are now and be your true authentic self because you want people to love you and support you and your business for who you are, not just some, so, you know, you want when people meet you in person, yeah, yeah, the same person they see online is like what they're going to get in person. Of course, it's my business page. I'm going to try to make it look super professional. I'm not going to get on there and be crying about personal stuff going on, but I try really hard to be truly authentic and just show up as I am. I love that. I think it really is all about documenting the journey. Like if we wanted to be perfect podcasters or YouTubers or business owners, like we would have missed out on telling the whole story that is who you are now. And I feel like it just makes it way cooler to see you, Brie, like doing things like mentorship or offering online services, I feel like it inspires me as an esthetician. And it's just so cool to watch you grow because it's, it's just a natural journey. You feel you already feel connected to somebody. And then watching them like grow to new levels just makes it that much cooler. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love watching other yeah. people's journeys. I love when estheticians reach out to me and kind of share with me and I can follow them and watch their journeys as well. And just amazing what even a year can do. Oh my gosh, where I was a year yeah. ago, where I am now is, it's just crazy. That's so cool. And I mean, yeah, if you think about like the esthetician community is, I always say this, it's so cool because everyone is so supportive. Like, I don't think I've come across a single esthetician, like either in real life or on Instagram that you know, is like secretive or doesn't want to talk about things or, you know what I mean? Protective in that way. Everyone's so kind and they all want to share. And I think that, I think that's such a beautiful part of our industry. And I mean, think about like me and you, Brie, we met however, what, eight, seven years ago, like so long ago. And we're both still like on this path and, you know, can come together for something like this, however many years later. Um, It's just amazing. And like, as you were talking about networking, I was thinking how important that is because um, for me, Lindsay was actually the reason, and I think this is the same for you, but Lindsay was the reason that I got the job at Facial Lounge um, because she and I had gone to esthetician school together and, you know, her dad knew Amber who owned the spa and she got a job and then she recommended me and yada, yada, yada. But it's just, you know, to your point that networking and just maintaining your connections, being cool with everybody in your aesthetics class. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's just, I think you know, it's so underrated, but so important. So important. That's so cool. I I didn't know that. I didn't know Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went to school together. Very cool. Yeah. So, okay. So Brie, to kind of wrap this up a little bit, what would you, what would you say for somebody who's in esthetician school right now and they, they want to pursue waxing full time once they get out of school, what would you say for them? Like, what would you say are the most important tips for them that they can do right now? It's so hard to answer that because everyone works so differently. So I guess my answer would be number one is like, 
really getting to know who you are, what drives you and makes you tick. Um, Because some people, you know, becoming a business owner is ideal and is a great path for them. And some others could kill it with working for someone else. And that could be the path that's meant for them. So first defining what success means for you, um, because success for everyone can look a little bit different. Um, And self-development is just going to be so huge. That's that, that's my number one tip for anything, regardless if it's for this industry or another. Um, really knowing what drives you and, and how you work. I'm a big fan of the Enneagram test, so I always recommend all my students to take that so that I can better know how what their learning method is and what drives them, and then also kind of where our downfalls could be. Um, So that would be my biggest tip because like for myself, I think the stepping stone of working at European Wax Center was really important for me. And then there's others that might catch on to waxing really quickly and be able to just jump out on their own. But there is such a big difference between being an employee and being a business owner. So yeah, I guess it would be really get to start studying yourself and get to know yourself and then choose the path that would better line up with what your goals are and where you currently are at. I really want to take this test. It's called the Enneagram test. Yeah, Enneagram. So I may be pronouncing it incorrectly, but it's E-N-N-E-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. Okay. And it's kind of like a personality test? It's beyond, It goes so much. Yeah, I guess that's like the really easy way to describe it, but yeah. it goes so much beyond that. Um a lot mm-hmm. of big names use this and a lot of corporations will use this as well. But yeah, there's eight or nine different numbers that you would fall into. So for me personally, I'm a three, which is the achiever. So I'm constantly trying to climb that next peak. Um, so for myself, something that I've learned is to be still and be happy with where I currently am at because I'm always looking ahead and how to go further. Um, so it just helps to get to know like exactly what I was saying, like what drives you, um, but then also where like I can make improvements. So I've been working on that a lot the past year and that's been really, really big for me in my personal life and in business and how I relate with other people, um, like people I work with and then also my clients too. My gosh, that is fascinating. We Okay, I want to do the Enneagram test too. And we will leave a link in the show notes for anybody that wants to take the test as well. That I'm so into that kind of stuff. I can't wait. I know, me oh my too. Gosh. I'm so excited. Wait to hear what your guys' numbers are. <laughs> Ooh, I want to know my number. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. We'll definitely let you know and then we can talk about it. So my social media manager, she took it and she's a five and one of like the powerhouse like couples or just it doesn't have to be like romantic relationship obviously our relationship is professional and um, we are like a powerhouse team so it's just so funny so it helps a lot if you know your number and kind of who you work really well with that can be really big when it comes to business as well oh oh lauren i wonder if our numbers are compatible (laughs) oh my god i'm nervous what if they're not (laughs) make it work anyway (laughs) <laughs> yeah we, we're special yes I'm forcing you into this yeah. business relationship yeah. um okay my last question for Bree since she kind of kept bringing up the theme of what drives you I just wanted to ask you Bree, like what that is I kind of have a feeling for what you're about to say but I want to know 
what it is and how that kind of carries you through with your business. I would say what drives me absolutely 100% is my family. And to get a little bit more detailed into that, I grew up um, very comfortably. I was raised by my grandparents and they lived a very comfortable lifestyle. And um, now being an adult and having to provide for myself, I feel I didn't really take steps back, but because that was never my um income, I guess, you know, I was being raised by my parents, but now that I want to be able to provide the lifestyle for my children that I was able to enjoy. Um, but what I'm doing a little bit differently is definitely being out. I want to be more present. I'm trying to find that balance, but you know, financial freedom is what really allows us to enjoy the moment now. And I don't want to miss out on anything with my family. And I want to really be able to provide for them and be able to make great memories and yeah, just provide for my family. And I love being able to encourage others to be able to do that as well. So I feel like if I keep climbing, I'll be able to learn these lessons and be able to share them with other people so that they can partake on that journey and be successful as well. Awesome. I had a feeling it was going to be very family driven. Would you say it's a difficult thing to balance or like with your hours owning the business, is it like you are there Monday through Friday kind of thing and you're able to see your kids after school? Do you spend time with them on the weekends? What is kind of your overall schedule and how do you make it work together? So right now my schedule is I work Tuesday through Saturday. Some are morning shifts, some are afternoon shifts. So I always have like an eight hour shift. Um, I have to say right now my life isn't super balanced, but I always use the analogy, it's like pumping a well. So at first, sometimes you have to get that water flowing. You have to pump really, really hard. So I'm putting in, like today, it's my day off, but I'm here with you guys. And it's like, I will never pass up an opportunity. So I could not be doing this if it wasn't for my husband. Um, He is so supportive and such an amazing father and has really stepped up to the plate. So I'm able to just be like, you know, hey, I'm going to be gone for an hour doing a podcast. And he's so supportive of that because not everyone has that with being a mom and a wife and a business owner. It's a lot to juggle. So if it wasn't for him, um, I don't think I would, or actually I know I wouldn't be where I am right now. So he's a huge part of it. We are, we work so well as a team and he's just really willing to step up to the plate. But yeah, back to the well. I'm just pumping really hard and I have faith that <laughs> the water will start flowing and I can, you know, come up with systems and stuff in place so it just starts flowing easily easily, and I don't have to be as involved in my business. Um, but that's what we're working towards right now. So it is a, it's a juggling act for sure. So having a partner if you have children is so crucial. Honestly, so crucial. And I know Beauty Biz BFFs did a podcast talking about kind of like their partners and what role that plays. But I just, I feel like it's not talked about enough because it is basically like your other life outside of work. And you really need that person who's going to build you up and support you. And should you need to step away for a little bit to try something new like you're doing, Brie, which we so appreciate your time. Like you need that person to step up and be there for you. So really cool to hear that he has been part of making your whole dream kind of come to life. 
Totally. Yeah. And I'm, this is his business just as much as it is mine. And what's really cool and what drove me to being able to have my own storefront is that I can involve my kids as well. My I have three, nine, four, and two. So my nine and four-year-old, sometimes I'll bring them to work when I have kind of a slower day or they're here on my off time when I need to like clean the salon or, you know, do inventory. So it's really fun to be able to involve my kids and my family into this um, and really make them a part of it. And it's, it's a family business. I, I, you know, I might be the face and be the one providing the services, but it's, it's just as much their business as it is mine. I love that. And how cool for them to see their mom, like, you know, being such a boss lady and for them to even just, I feel like you see that as a kid and you never forget it. And you, it just instills something in you that you can be whatever you want to be. If you just work super hard and have a vision and take goals to achieve what you want. Absolutely. And I'm hoping one of my kids will choose to work with me. <laughs> I think you have pretty good odds. With, with three of them. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all of my questions. Lauren, do you have anything else? No, just where can everyone find you, Bree? Do you want to tell us your Instagram and how people can connect with you, whether it be esthetician to esthetician or if a potential client wanted to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is where I am the most active and it is at lash and wax OC, all spelled out. Um, yeah, so, and you can also find me on Facebook, but Instagram is where I'm super active. Perfect. Well, Bree, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad we finally got a chance to connect and yes. and have you on and chat so much about your business and everything. I would love to have you on again yes. in a little while and just kind of catch up and see how things are going later on this year. Yeah, I would love that. I have some big announcements coming soon. So that would be fantastic. I would love that. Oh. Maybe we can, oh, just, we can do a whole episode dedicated to like waxing and talk about what you're up to and kind of get into the nitty gritty. Because yeah. I know there's a lot yeah. of people out there who just love waxing and love the instant gratification of it. And Lauren and I, like we are not blessed with that. So it's so cool to talk to you, Brie. And um, I just love hearing like what lights people up. So thank you so much for coming on. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. You can catch Brie at Lash and Wax OC on Instagram. We'll leave her information in the show notes so you guys can check her out and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. <laughs>